Hey, and welcome to episode one of the Informal Program, a show that had as many season wins last year as the Cleveland Browns. Hey, 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 who wrote this? That's messed up. I don't, we can't start a show like that. That's, that's cruel. Come on. Live from a city in Southern California, it's the Informal Program. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number one of the informal program. Please turn your phone off, Dave. Come on. We're five seconds in and your phone's already beeping. Take your phone. I don't care if you're booking guests or whatever. You can't. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry about that. Welcome to the informal program. I am the host, Daniel West. Dave Rogers, my long-suffering producer, is here. And by long-suffering, I mean he is. We're suffering. That's right, because I'm, I'm just learning this job. What he said. And John Beanie, my technical guy who's doing something and can't be on the air right now. So you're asking, what is this show about? That's a great question. We'd, we'd like to know as well. No, this is a sports show, but a sports show that's done a little bit differently. We like to discuss more of the, the plot lines of sports. Uh, not as many stats, although we will get to stats at some point. Probably not today. Not a show about stats, though. We're a show more about the, the storylines of sports. What the, the characters behind your favorite teams or non-favorite teams or whatnot. So we have a lot to get to on the show. First of all, congratulations to the Buffalo Bills. For the first time in the 21st century, they have made the playoffs. Good job, Bills. That's right. And then they're going to proceed to lose to the Jaguars in the first game. But they're in the playoffs. That's good for them. My Rams, I did not see this coming. I'm going to admit, I did not see this coming. I thought I'm going to be a fan of this really bad football team that's coming back to L.A. and then... Hey, maybe in five years or so, they'll be decent, maybe get a wild card. No, second year, they win the division. So they're going to play the Atlanta Falcons on Saturday, is it? Yeah, Saturday. And that'll be a fun game. But we got to get to the number one story, at least here, for me personally and for us on the informal program. That is the Rose Bowl game, the granddad of them all, the 104th Rose Bowl game played yesterday. Georgia, who they played, Dave? I forgot. Uh, Oklahoma. Thank you. I'm always making fun of you for messing stuff up, and I just blanked out on the names. Georgia and Oklahoma, well, Oklahoma blanked out on the second half, so. You didn't have the soundbite, man. You're supposed to play the soundbite. We we went through this in rehearsal. There's a soundbite John's supposed to play when we, he's still. What are you doing back there? Is he eating? I think he's got a sandwich in his mouth. He's, oh, goodness. He's, oh, man. You're not, he's not supposed to be eating? Someone... Get him, I know he's behind the glass, but just, just tap on the glass and tell him to stop eating, please. Okay, he's trying to... Hey, sorry about that. No problem. You said a really good roast, didn't you? Yeah, I, I don't remember what I said. You said something about Oklahoma in the second half. Okay, anyway, I'll get to it at some point. You're supposed to have the soundbite ready, man. We went through this. Anyway, the Rose Bowl game was yesterday. Great game between Oklahoma and... In Georgia, Oklahoma, it looked like Oklahoma was going to run away with this game. Baker Mayfield, the Heisman winner, he was going to lead them to the promised land, lead Oklahoma to the national championship game, and then they just didn't come out and play the second half. That's what happened. And a lot of people are going to say, well, it was the second half cost them. I'm not going to say that, honestly. This is this is just my personal opinion. They didn't lose the game in the second half. They didn't lose the game... In overtime, they lost the game at the end of the first half because I, I'm not sure what Lincoln Riley was thinking. I'm Listen, I'm happy for him. He's, what, 34 years old? 
just got the job. That's wonderful. I Six seconds to go in the first half. All you have to do is kick the ball down the field. Georgia will take a knee, will run to the locker room, and they're going to be up. What do they do? They try a little half kick. It gets recovered by Georgia in Oklahoma Territory. They kick a field goal, and football is a game of math. Football and basketball are games of math. At what point in the second half of that game would Georgia have gotten those extra three points? I'm serious. They wouldn't have. I'm I'm surprised more people aren't talking about that. Maybe maybe because I'm not in Oklahoma. Maybe because I'm out here in California, I'm not hearing about this. That that was the turning point in the game. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe maybe if I'm going to Oklahoma, I'm going to hear a lot more about that play. But I'm sitting there in the second half. I'm watching this. I'm thinking, is no one going to bring up the fact that Georgia is basically still in this game because they were gifted a field goal? Like Oklahoma basically just late Christmas gift. Here, I'm going to wrap up this field goal and give it to you. I don't know what that was about. I don't know what that was about. And then they started out the second half. Now, credit to Georgia, first of all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like Georgia just went out and didn't do anything, and Oklahoma just completely choked. That's not true. Georgia played a great game. Let's give some credit to Jake Fromm. He's a true freshman. That means he was in high school last year. First game he ever played, he went into Notre Dame Stadium at night in front of more than 80,000 screaming people, won a football game. Props to him. I'm not taking anything away from that. All I'm saying is I was watching the second half, the start of that second half, and it was like watching a team play Madden where they're just like, I don't want to do anything risky. Let's run the ball a lot. And Georgia got back in the game. Last thing I want to mention about this before we move on to something else, I want to talk about Baker Mayfield uh, because I think he might have gotten hurt. Oh, don't start this. No, I'm serious, Dave. I'm serious. There was a play, I think it was the third drive of the second half, third quarter. He goes down. He's kind of wincing on his shoulder. All right, now I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm not someone who's going to say, oh, see, look. But after that, did you not see them throw the ball like four times before they were needing a rally? Did you see? I mean, after that, he just run, 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 run. I'm like, what are they doing? I know they were in bad field position, but I would not be surprised if he was a little dinged up and they didn't want to throw the ball. That's just me. Wow. I mean, to start off a show, you're just like going straight in. Like, this is conspiracy level stuff right here. It's not a conspiracy. It's just he, he was wincing, and next thing you know, he doesn't throw the ball. All right. Speaking of Baker Mayfield, this is the last thing I'll say about Baker Mayfield. After the game, do you have his name? You don't have his name. This stuff, oh man. I was trying to give credit where credit's due to this guy, and you don't have his name. Georgia player, after the game... Hold on, I'll look it up. Yeah, Dave's going to look it up. So while I'm ad-libbing, Dave will give me the name of this guy. Georgia guy, after the game, defensive player, tells Baker Mayfield... Or should we call him Kendrick? We should just call him Kendrick, because this is what he says to Baker Mayfield after the game. He said, hey, Baker. Yeah, because Baker Mayfield is a very energetic guy. He was doing a lot of dancing, a lot of prancing on the sidelines he didn't do much of that after they were down and he said after the game he said humble yourself there are a lot of Heisman players that have had problems in their big bowl game Baker Mayfield another one of them and I feel bad for him he had a good year 
Davin Bellamy. Thank you, Davin Bellamy was his name, a.k.a. Kendrick, because he said, hey, Baker, I know you won the Heisman all that. I know you planted a flag at Ohio State Stadium, but, boy. That's right. All right. John Beanie is supposed to have a segment here, but he's eating, so I'm going to keep talking right now. There is a problem in college football, though. There is a – we got a problem in college football, okay? Because we haven't even gotten to the second game. Alabama has won the second game. They're going to the national championship game. That was a painful game to watch, man. I didn't care who won, but it was just like, please stop this. I know we have a lot of people listening who aren't sports fans, and you're probably like, what's going on? We're not usually going to get like this in-depth into games and recaps and all that. I'll leave that to Skip Bayless. He does that very well. That's the one thing I like about Skip Bayless. Well, I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. That sounds like I'm slamming him. I enjoy Skip Bayless. But the one thing I really appreciate is he has this almost photographic memory where he'll tell you, he'll just go play-by-play play like the entire second halves of football games. We're not usually going to do that, but we are today. But the second, it was painful. So for the people who are listening who aren't big sports fans, just imagine the slowest movie that you've ever watched where you already know the outcome. That was this game. That was this game. Clemson, it was painful to watch. It was just, please, just, 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 just run the ball and get this game over with. Just, just make it, have a running clock. Don't stop the clock. Just get them off the field, please. So Alabama wins that. And there was some controversy because Alabama was invited into the college football playoff. They didn't win their division. They didn't win the SEC conference, but yet they're in the college football playoff. I don't have a problem with that. Here's what I have a problem with. We are going to have Georgia from the SEC playing Alabama from the SEC. That's not my problem. My problem is they haven't played each other all year. You're going to have two teams from the same conference playing in the stadium where they play their championship game, and this is the first time they've played. Does anyone else see the issue here? I don't know. Georgia's played more games against Notre Dame than they have against Alabama. I mean, but but you can't play all your teams. Well, make the conferences smaller like they were before, before everyone got greedy. See, here's here, the, the one issue college football has. Here's the reason why we can't just say, hey, let's take the conference champions and put them in a playoff. Because college football is set up wrong. Now, I'm, I'm playing a character here a little bit. I'm not entirely serious here, okay? I love college football. But here's my point. You have... Teams, you basically what you can you have teams who can lose all of their non-conference games, win all of their conference games. You can have a team basically go six and six and win a conference championship. This is this is the absurdity. This is a scenario that could actually happen. Okay, let's take Tennessee, my Tennessee football team. I'll explain in later episodes why I like Tennessee when I'm living in Southern California and have never been. Well, I went to Maryland, so I guess that's a far east as I went, but no further south than Texas, but that's pretty far south. Anyway, the point is, I like Tennessee. This is this is an actual scenario that could happen. Tennessee plays 12 games. Uh, what, eight in the SEC? Yeah, they play eight. All right, so I'm sorry, it's not six, it's eight. They play eight games in the SEC. I'm thinking of the NFL divisions. We'll get to the NFL later. They play eight games in the SEC. They win those games. They play four games against you know, other schools outside of their conference. They lose all those games. Tennessee wins the division. Now, here's a crazy scenario. Florida's in the SEC as well. Florida wins all of their football games 
in conference, out of conference, they lose to Tennessee. Guess who's going to the SEC championship game? Eight and four Tennessee, or what would that be? Eleven and one Florida. Tennessee. There's your problem with college football. That's why you can. That's why Alabama. It's perfectly fine for them to get in when they didn't win their division. That's that's the issue with college football. So the solution is just count all of their regular season games. They wouldn't do that, of course, because then you get into divisions and who played who and all. But that's that's the solution. They're not going to do that, but that's what they should do. Just say, all right, forget conference, non-conference. What you do is you say you count all their games, all 12 of their games. What's their record? If two teams are tied, what's their in-conference record? Third tiebreaker is head-to-head. That, that's the only way you fix this. Otherwise, you're going to have teams. Because what, look what happened to Ohio State last year. They had fewer losses than Penn State. They both lost one game in conference, and Penn State beat Ohio State. Penn State goes in. And Ohio State's sitting there saying, we're probably a better football team, but we lost a tiebreaker and one game. So that's, that's the issue with college football. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, John Beanie will hopefully get us to break when he'll stop eating his sandwich. And uh, I think we'll push Beanie Factoids to the very end of the show because I was looking forward to Beanie Factoids, and he's sitting back there eating. So anyway, he, he yelled at us before with food in his mouth or whatever. But is the, is the sandwich good? Give me a thumbs up. It's good. All right, it's a good sandwich. So we'll be back here on the informal program. When we come back, my good friend Bagman, our news guy, is going to give us an update on the Vegas Golden Knights, the hockey team from Vegas who is tearing up the NHL. This isn't cute anymore, folks. They are a threat. We'll be right back here on the informal program. Stay tuned. Episode one of the informal program is brought to you by Paper Money. You know, if you have an issue, let's say you're traveling a lot and you don't want to walk around with a bunch of gold coins, whether you're afraid of theft or it's just very heavy. I'd like to tell you about paper money. It's a great, great idea. It's been around for a long time. And if you haven't heard about it, you really should get into it. Now, there are issues, of course, with credit cards and debit cards, with identity theft. If you don't want to worry about that and you don't want to lug around a bunch of gold coins, paper money is a great option for that. First of all, it's very flexible. You can carry around thousands of them in a very small wallet. They're foldable. They're easy to manipulate. And they're awesome. And that's all Dave gave me. And we have another 15 seconds. You need, I need more script than this, Dave. If I'm going to be doing these sponsor reads, I'm going to... You were supposed to read it shorter. Still, I'm not... Anyway. Paper money's awesome. And now for the news. And now, from his newsroom, it's the news with Bagman. Here is Bagman. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Report with Bagman. Jesus Medina signs with New York City FC. He's a 20-year-old from a foreign country, and he's going to lead New York City FC to hopefully better than second place in the Eastern Conference of Major League Soccer. There has been an arrest in the Richard Childress case. The uh, NASCAR owner was robbed sometime in December. Uh, burglars broke into his home. He chased them away with guns. That's a true story, and there have been arrests made. USA and Russia tonight in the uh, junior hockey quarterfinals. DeMar DeRozan scored 52 points for the Raptors, if you're interested. And a bunch of NFL coaches got fired. You can follow the informal program on Instagram.com slash informal program. And now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to the informal program. I'm gonna need. I'm serious, Dave. I mean, I'm I'm glad you got sponsorship, but if you're gonna write these scripts, man, you're gonna need to make a lot more, okay? Because because there were ten words on that, and I ad libbed the rest of it. So I, I I appreciate you doing work on the show, but you're really gonna have to give me more than that. That's all they gave me. I was like, what do you do? They're like, well, paper money's awesome, and then that's all I wrote. That's even fewer than ten words. Anyway, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. In the last few minutes of the show, what, 15 minutes? Yeah, about 15 minutes we're going to have. Uh, in the last 15 minutes, I didn't say the... N- John, calm down. You're going to be on the show. Please tell him he's going to be on if he just stops eating. Anyway. The sandwich is really good, though. Thank you. You're welcome. And also, yeah, and also it would be nice if you put on headphones and got ready to go and had your notes ready. I'm not putting you on the air unless you're ready. And it's obvious you're not, you're still writing back there. Anyway, welcome back to the show. One of the big things in sports this year, at least for me as a a sports nerd, the expansion of the National Hockey League. The Vegas Golden Knights entered the league as team number 31. And we thought, oh, what a cute story. A team from Vegas is going to play hockey. Everyone's going to kind of love them. The Kings and Knights, as they end up being called, kind of have a kind of a sibling rivalry type because part of the reason hockey's in Vegas is because. The Kings used to play exhibition games in Las Vegas, and that kind of tested the market for NHL hockey. So this is a great story. Now they're going nuts. They've lost three games at home all season, and they are leading the Western Conference. So we're going to bring in Bagman. Bagman was supposed to join us from the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. He got confused and went to the Orange Bowl in Miami. So joining us now, he did his report from there. Joining us on the show, pleasure to welcome in Bagman to the show. Bagman, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. From uh, a, a, an undisclosed studio here in Miami, it's a, it's a pleasure to be with you. All right, so what can you tell us about the Golden Knights? Why are they doing so well? Well, I think part of it, we're going to start with the expansion draft process. Now, before the last major expansion draft was in 2000, and it involved the Minnesota Wild and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Wait, Columbus is a hockey team? Exactly. That was the point. And so both teams really struggled because the the mechanism was not set up very well. Now, Vegas, of course, just one team coming in. That helps as well. But the main thing, the draft was made a lot easier for them. They were able to take some higher quality players. But I think the real thing that people are pointing to why Vegas is so successful this year is because they have been able to build a team that has no stars. And that's been been a big thing for them because they've been able to play players pretty much equal minutes because, oh, you don't have to worry about Sidney Crosby getting the most minutes or paying one star and filling out the rest of the team with scrubs. You have a team of very good players who are playing well. All right, that makes sense. Is there anything to this home field advantage? Because I've seen them play. I actually got to see them play their first preseason game in Vegas. I've seen highlights of them playing. It's a great atmosphere there. Can talk about the atmosphere in the arena, and is that helping them at all? I definitely think it is. One of the concerns about having a a hockey team in Vegas originally was that it's a city of transplants, and so you're going to have people from Toronto visiting there. And and in in addition to the transplant idea, you're going to have people visiting and going to the casinos, and you'd have a bunch of traveling people. That has not been the case. They've even started to make kind of a joke out of people becoming bandwagon fans while they're there. They're showing up with Capitals gear or Rangers gear and becoming Knights fans during the game, and they're knighting them in a big ceremony, having fun with that. So they do have a great home field advantage. The the place has been sold out for most of the year. 
And even if there, even though there are a lot of fans of other teams there, Vegas has a distinct home field advantage, and that's been very important for them. All right, before we let you go, Bagman, just just tell us really quick, quickly what do you think has been the biggest factor into the success of the Vegas Golden Knights from your perspective? Well, I'm going to say the fact that in most of their games, they have scored more goals than the other teams. I think that's very important. Goalkeeping is very important, but also shooting the puck into your opponent's net more times than the other team is very important, and they've been doing that at a very high rate, so much so that they have the most points in the Western Conference. All right, thank you for that, Bagman. Bagman joining us from Miami because he got the Orange Bowl confused with the Rose Bowl. Just just let that sink in for a minute. Coming up on the show, we have old news, some stories that kind of slipped through the cracks, a quick preview of the Clippers game tonight. But first, it's time for probably what will be known as the most infamous segment of the show. It's time where my engineer, John Beanie, emerges from his hideout where he's been eating donuts and a sandwich and gives me his factoids. And now it's time for Beanie Factoids. All right, so what I have in front of me, these aren't my notes. Come on, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. They're right here. I, I, was, I was looking at the wrong page. Yeah, don't look at me. I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with this. This is your segment. I saw you writing in there. Don't blame me. It's not like with the, uh, I don't have my script to do the newsread. I didn't, man. Chill. Yeah, why didn't you write it yourself? Because you made the sponsorship. All right, you two, stop it. All right, factoid number one. Number one. Ten. Okay. I'm not finished. Let me... Hey, this is your show, but my segment. All right. Ten. That's the number of years it took for the Winter Classic to actually come to the New York City area. The New York Rangers played uh, uh, the Bills. Sabres. Thank you. The Buffalo Sabres. I knew it was something from Buffalo. Well, there are only two. It was a 50-50 shot. You are going to get it right. Yeah, and I got it wrong. Anyway, it took ten years to put the Winter Classic actually in New York City. Back in 2005, they wanted to have the Winter Classic at Yankee Stadium. And the Steinbrenner said, you shall not defile our field with your game of ice hockey. Did they really say that? No, they didn't. And then they tore down that Yankee Stadium, built a new one, and now they host a football team. As in, soccer football. Anyway. What, what is the point of this? They played in New York. Okay, that's great. Who won? I don't know. Okay, see. That's, that's, that's why you need to work on this segment, man. Yeah, well, I, who won? The Rangers. The Rangers won. Only you can prevent wildfires, kids. Different Rangers. Just move on. Number two. Number two. John Gruden could be out at ESPN. Not because he's fired. Um, I'm just... Do not even go down that road, okay? Please. All right, fine. I had some good jokes. I, I'm sure you did. You're not going to say them here. Oh, fine. Okay, anyway. Just, 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 just... ESPN does sports, okay? Does? John, please. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that was one joke. Okay. Am I going to have to cancel the segment? No, I'm going to finish. Stop muddling me. I, I got I to gotta have perfect silence. On a radio show. Yes. Okay. Dave, Dave, just, just turn his mic off if he can't finish this. All right, fine, I'll finish. John Gruden's getting thrown a lot of money to go coach the Raiders, okay? That's it. Number three. Number three. This was the highest scoring Rose Bowl in history. Which passed last year, which was the highest-scoring Rose Bowl in history. Number four. 26. I had to yell because I didn't want to mess up the people's ears listening. 
How kind of you. Yeah, 26 is the number of, um, what is it? Number, let me see here. Number of points blown by the Houston Rockets in their game against the Boston Celtics last Thursday night. The Celtics came back and scored after James Harden decided he was playing football and threw down Marcus Smart twice in one sequence. Well, no, he inbounded and he threw it again. Yeah, he threw him down twice in one sequence. No, it was two sequences. So it's sequai. Get it right. Sequai? Yeah, sequai. It's more than more than one sequence. Just like Heisman is more than one Heisman. Uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's true, though. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up, Dave. Don't tell my producer what to do. I can't. I'm, I'm the engineer. Maybe I should look it up. Look it up, Beanie. John, please, just just get this over with. Okay, this is this is a great one. Number five, I think. Yeah, he the, he lost count. We don't announcer man lost count. Anyway, just keep going with this. Um, Alfred Payton, or should we call him? <clears throat> wait for it, Elvis Payton, because of the. He's supposed to play the drop. It's your drop. Oh, that's right. Anyway, so can we play it? Yeah, I'll go get it. You guys, this segment is really going off the rails. And we're supposed to, this is supposed to be in the, the A block of the show. The second, you had this in the second segment, Dave. This. Our first impression was this. That is unsettling. Yeah, and it, you, you're producing the show. Anyway, we're running out of time here. We still got old news. Can we just end with this one? Yeah, okay. Alfred Payton, uh, his hair got him in trouble. He was playing a game against the Brooklyn Nets. He went to the hole to try to make a field goal. His hair, which if you've never seen his hair, just imagine Elvis's hair grown out to the point where it's almost flopping down over his eyes, um, just, just completely covering his face. Anyway, he's trying to make a layup. He can't do it because his hair actually distracts him from seeing the basket, and he airballs it. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Like, can you say the Elvis Payton joke again? Please, guys. Okay, here it is. Um, Alfred Payton, or should we say Elvis Payton... Anyway, yeah, those are the factoids. Please go back. Thank you. Thank you, John, for that. I, I guess. All right. We're going to finish up the show with some old news, some things that I really did miss in the sports world in the last few weeks. The one thing I did miss, I didn't know about this, Contavious Caldwell-Pope is in jail. Contavious Caldwell-Pope is the uh, Lakers, what is he, a point guard? We don't know what he is. He, he plays some position. Point guard, shooting guard, some guard. Anyway. He violated his probation. He's currently in jail, but under a work release program, he's playing for the Lakers. Look it up. It's 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 incredible. It's incredible. So I didn't know that. I was like, I heard people making jokes about Contavious Caldwell Pope. I'm like, what's this about? Yeah, he's in jail. I don't know when it ends, but uh, that's that's an interesting story. All right, last thing tonight. I'm going to a Clippers game tonight. I'm looking forward to this. The Clippers are not that bad anymore. Remember, they're saying trade everyone, sell. I don't think so. They're ninth right now in the Western Conference. Blake Griffin looks good. And the point guard, Milos Tedosic, he looks great. But Austin Rivers is hurt. And once Milos needs to rest, I'm really not sure who the point guard is. I could probably play point guard right there. So that's concerning. But they're, they look like a good team. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them tonight. Section 108, if you want to stop by, I'll take photos for you. You don't have to take them with me. I'll take photos for you and your group. Anyway, that is it for episode one of the informal program. I hope you enjoyed the show. We sure did. We will work out the kinks, Dave. And we'll be back next time. Next Tuesday, same bat time, same bat channel. This has been the informal program. Bye.
As we said before, tonight's show was sponsored by Paper Money. I don't have any more of the script, so Dave, would you like to close us out with anything you didn't get to say on the show today? Uh, yes. The Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl. You just throwing that out there? Yep, Buffalo Bills. Book it. All right. Who who do you have winning the the Rams uh, Falcons game? The Packers. All right, he's trolling us. Yep. This is the part of the show we just ad lib until we run out of time because technically, yeah, this is unsponsored content right now. That, that's what we should call this segment. The next fifteen seconds. Yeah, unsponsored content. That's what we should call it. Think of all this you could be buying. You're ridiculous, Dave. We'll see you next time.